This is the 28-Day Podcast Jumpstart. I'm David Hooper. Every day during this series, I've got a short episode for you. It's designed to push your podcast forward in terms of three things, your skill set, your mindset, and your marketing. This episode, day five, I'm going to talk to you about hosting. You've got three basic options for your podcast as far as hosting. You can do a solo podcast like this one, just me talking to you. One person, one mic. Co-host, co-host being two or more people, that's the second option. The third option, that's an interview podcast. It's where you bring in somebody from the outside. Can you mix these formats up? Yes, you can. I've got a podcast called Red, Red Like the Color, redpodcast.com if you want to check that out. 95% of the time, it is just me talking into a mic, but occasionally I'll have people in my studio, I'll do a remote interview. And the reason that I have that format is because I am the expert. This is something to think about when you're choosing your podcast format. If you want to be considered the expert, you need to be the person on the mic. When you're constantly bringing in other people, they're the experts. It's not a bad deal, but know that a lot of listeners are simply going to look at you as a host, not the expert that you want to be. That's assuming that you want to be an expert. Maybe you want to be a host. Maybe you're like Larry King. His job is to make his guests look good. If you want to do that, That is great, but consider all of these things when you're deciding which hosting format to choose. Let's go over the pros and cons. Solo podcast, here are the pros. Total control. You've got control over the overall direction of your podcast. You've got control over specific episodes, what the topic of the episode is, what to call the episode. You've got control over the feel and the branding of your podcast, any kind of imagery. You've got control over the scheduling when the podcast comes out, when you record, you got control over the tech, what kind of microphones that you want to use, where you want your podcast to be hosted. You are the authority. That's why I'm such a believer in this format, especially if the purpose of your podcast is to promote yourself or promote your business. As I mentioned, if you're going to go out and interview other people, you're not going to be seen as the expert. You're bringing in other experts. If you want to be seen as the expert, you need to learn how to do solo podcast. There are downsides though, so let's talk about them. Solo podcasts can get stale. Just you and the mic. What are you going to do differently to keep people's attention? It takes a higher level of skill. When you bring in somebody to do an interview with, you've got a co-host, that's more like a conversation. It's a whole lot easier than you in an empty room talking into a microphone when nobody's on the other side to hear it. Another potential con, when you do a solo podcast, you are 100% responsible for the content of that podcast. If you're simply asking questions and the other person is answering those questions, that person is providing the content. You're only guiding them. Co-host format, pros of having a co-host, it's easier than a solo podcast. As I mentioned, it's more like a conversation. We're used to having conversations. If you have the ability to have a conversation, you have the ability to have a successful co-host podcast. It gives you a pretty good level of control. You've got one other co-host, just you and him, you and her. You can figure out what you want to get together, what you want to call something, what you want your branding to look like. It's not as easy as you doing it on your own, but it's a whole lot easier than you doing something by committee where you've got tons of people trying to make that decision. Good level of control. Part of that control, scheduling. It's easier to schedule than doing interviews because you've got the same person each time. I'm going to see you every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Whenever you want to do it, find a time that works for you once, set it, stick with it. 
You don't have a different person coming through every week. But here are the cons. Just like a solo podcast, a co-hosted podcast can get stale. It's easy to get sidetracked. You become so comfortable with somebody. You have inside jokes. You don't think to include the new listeners that may be hearing you for the first time. We've all seen those couples. They've got their inside jokes. They can communicate without really communicating. They can communicate without saying words. You're going to have that kind of relationship with your co-host, but that doesn't work when it comes to podcasting. You've got to be clear in your communication because people aren't in the room with you. They can't see you. They can only hear you. You've got new people coming in all the time. got to let them in on the jokes. You've got to let them in on what you're talking about. It's also easy to get thrown off entirely. This is when things go beyond a sidetrack. Those jokes become way inside. Well, you really hear this in podcasting. Well, there's podcasts where it's more than two people, three, four, five people, put a microphone between them, gets crazy. Maybe fun to record, but it's not fun to listen to. And it goes back to what I said about you having a conversation with people in the room, not thinking of the people outside of the room, your podcast listening audience, and how they're perceiving that conversation. If you don't watch it, that can happen to you. So if you're going to do a co-hosted podcast, here's what I suggest for you. One guy driving the ship. Everybody else on the podcast, your passengers. You're the guy driving the ship. You choose when to go to the next topic. You ask the questions. You drive that conversation. Everybody else, they just follow. When it comes to your podcast, you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. Just like a real kitchen, that's how things get spoiled. I've already mentioned the big pro. You don't have to come up with content. You only direct it. But the downside of that is because you're not coming up with the content, you've got less control. I've got an interview radio show. Every single episode is an interview. Every guest, he comes in with an agenda. He's got things that he wants to talk about. Not his job. My job, I'm the driver of that ship. You talk about what I want to talk about. And it's a constant push and pull. I want to get good information out of him so my listeners are interested. He wants to promote his latest book. He wants to promote his latest record. If I were doing a solo episode, wouldn't have that problem. Talk about whatever I wanted to. So know that you're going to have that constant push or pull. Everybody who's coming to you is going to have some kind of agenda, something that he wants to talk about. He's going to be selling something. He's going to be promoting something. He's got something that interests him more than it interests you. How do you balance that? You've got to get good at that balance. That's the skill of being a great interviewer. Here's another con. It can get stale, especially if you have a tendency to have fallback questions that you ask every single time. How did you get started? If you lost everything and had to start all over again, what would you do? What's your biggest regret? The same questions get stale. Yeah, the answers are different, but not that much different. This is why a couple of days ago, day number three, when we were talking about your current skill set inventory, I talked about developing your interview skills but also your improv skills. To be a great interviewer, you can't come up with everything ahead of time. You've got to listen. You've got to adjust. You've got to work with the interviewee to come up with the best storyline because you've got the beginning, the middle, and an end. You're working the interviewee as well as the audience up to the main portion of your content. That's where you get to the meat, but then you're having to land the plane. You're having to wrap everything up in a nice bow, a nice package where the interviewee and your audience feels that a complete story is being told. That's the skill set of asking questions. It's not simply coming up with 10 or 12 questions and running through a list. It's going back and forth. When I was 10 years old, 
had a crush on a girl that I went to church with. Six years later, when I was 16, I could finally drive, got the courage to ask her out. When I called her up, I had every single question that I was going to ask her mapped out. Now, if you're a woman, if you know anything about women, you know women like to be listened to. I wasn't listening to her. She also wasn't a big talker. So listening and having some improv skills to be able to redirect the conversation, that would have really come in handy for me. Fortunately, I've gotten better at that. You can get better at it too. If you stick with me through these 28 days, go through the process with me. I'll be talking more about how you can be better at these things as well. Right now, if you haven't already done this, get my daily podcast. It's called Big Podcast Daily. It's very similar to this. Tips, tricks, strategies on how you can grow a big podcast, better connect with an audience, make more money with your podcast. To get it, just go to wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, search for Big Podcast Daily, hit the subscribe button, done. I'm there every day. Do it now before you forget. And I'll see you tomorrow on day number six of the 28-Day Podcast Jumpstart and also Big Podcast Daily.